Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you, of course, are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. We are live in our studio here in Pembroke, and we are going to be talking about all things home inspections today. So we're excited to have you. This is our first Saturday show of the new year. We are excited. We have such a great lineup coming for you the entire year. We have Tim in studio. He is my man. He is patient with me, (laughs) and I love him to pieces. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Sharon. Uh, I'm so sorry about all this confusion with me this morning. Um, uh, it's but all right. You, know you, you always ha- keep it exciting. I do. And you know what? That will wake you up for sure. You didn't even <laughs> yes. need your coffee this morning. Oh, no. I always need the coffee. <laughs> i got to be extra ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you are, of course, uh, you are just wonderful. And we're well, glad to you. have you. I hope you, you had an, a great new year. Yeah, um, not too bad. Thanks. Wonderful hope holidays. Yeah. Yeah, Could have been a little better, but they were all right. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, well, we are live today in studio. We are going to be talking all things home inspections, which I am very excited about. We're also, today my sidekick is out, Melissa, so I'm a little bit all over the place. I have to get us up on Facebook and all those fun things. I promise you that I will get that going. Um, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to allow our guest to actually in- introduce himself. Um, he, I was telling him off air, he had some very, very big shoes to fill uh, when he took over this company. And um, not easy, I'm telling you, because you bought a wonderful business from a wonderful person who, you know, everyone just admires and loves. And guess what? We're starting to feel the same way about you. Not starting to, we do. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) So we have Mark. I'm not going to mess up your last name. I'm going to let you do that. Um, Not mess it up, but you'll say it. Uh, I'll just say it. Vitello? Vidiello. 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 I love that. Uh, So we have Mark Vidiello. Sharon, his mic could come up a little bit. Okay, I will make sure. Um, we are going to um, talk about home inspections, and you bought Imperial Home Inspections. Um, well, you bought Imperial Inspection Services, right? Correct. Yes. So um, why don't you give a little introduction of yourself, how long you've been in the industry, and when you took over the business? All right, so we purchased the business in actually one year ago Monday. Um, I've been doing home inspections for three years now. This is my third year. Uh, Imperial has a great history. Um, Steve is awesome, the mm-hmm. former owner. He's still with us. He's always available for a phone call, for a consultation, for some help. He's absolutely awesome. All of, all of our guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, Jay, Scott. Yeah, they're really good guys. They've been there a very long time. Um, I know Jay, Jay has been there forever. I didn't realize that he was still working. I know he went through some health things, but um, he seems to be on the mend and things are going well. Uh, he's not inspecting, but he's still with us. Okay. All right. Awesome. That's good. Uh, so my love to Jay. And of course, we love Steve Steve Cook. Um, so everybody has heard him. He's been on the show many, many, many times. So um, we also had another guest that was going to join us. Uh, her name is Anna, and she is from Pennsylvania. And uh, she 
she is an agent that I know through Clubhouse. And um, unfortunately, we were, this is where, <laughs> you guys don't know this, we were having a little technical stuff going on because I wanted to Zoom her in, uh, but we weren't able to get that to work the right way for some reason or another. I'm sure it was my user error, so I apologize for that. Uh, my sidekick, Melissa Wallace, is out sick today. So um, so we're going to get right into this. Uh, Tim, just so you know, I asked Anna if she could call in. Um, so, you know, she might call, okay? I just gave her the number. Um, if you are listening and you have any questions about real estate or uh, in regard to home inspections, inspections in general, uh, give us a call. The phone number at the studio is 781-837-4900. Again, 781-837-4900. Um, so, Mark, let's get going on this. So... I'm assuming that during that reckless market, things had to have been a little slow for you guys during that time because what we were seeing on our end was so many people were waiving home inspections. Yeah, that did happen. There was a, a good size slowdown. Things ramped up in August, yeah. But the usual, you know, summer selling season, yeah, was uh, slower than average. Yep, and that definitely had a lot to do with you know, what we were going through with, you know, people just had the, they had to waive their home inspections or they felt as if they had to waive their home inspections in order to get, you know, um, you know, to get their offer accepted. But we had a conversation about this just, I think it was actually just on Tuesday, we were discussing this and we've had other shows that home inspections are back. So you're starting to see sort of an upswing, I'm sure. Definitely. That's awesome. All right. So what we're going to talk about uh, first is why don't you let everybody know, like when we talk about Imperial Inspections, services and I've made the mistake many a times with Steve saying home inspections but why don't you give us sort of a, a synopsis of all the types of services that you offer and then we can get into each one deeply. Sure so we are primarily a home inspection company we also do lead inspections mold inspections radon water quality and air quality. Okay, awesome. Um, what is the majority, like what do most people do like when they're doing the inspection? Do, do they do all of the above or what, what do you usually suggest to people? Generally, people go with the radon and the home inspection. And if they have particular concerns about health or air quality, mold, things of that nature, they might add on some more inspections. Okay. All right, awesome. So why don't we tell everybody um, the basics of a home inspection? So where do you start? What are you looking for? I know that sometimes home inspectors, they sort of get a bad rap, right? So a lot of people will be like, oh, they just have to try to find something. And I was like, well, you know what? The job of a home inspector, in my opinion, isn't just to find what's wrong, but it's to educate the buyer on what, how everything works, correct? Yes, uh, more or less it is, to surmise it, it is to give you the, an idea of the current condition of the home and its components. Everything from the roof, siding, drainage, your HVAC system, visible plumbing and electrical. It gives you a better idea of what you're getting into, mm -hmm. as well as the age of components. Yep, awesome. What do you think the biggest surprises for people, like for first-time home buyers, as they're going through that whole process with you? Like, what's the biggest surprise for them, and what's the biggest surprise for you? Because I'm going to tell you what my surprise is when I see first-time home buyers. <laughs> well, people usually get uh, pretty shocked when I mention things like uh, termites or drainage issues. They, they have the big, wide, bright eyes. Mm -hmm. I have to kind of reel them back a little bit and explain that it's everything's treatable. This is not a massive, major issue. Yeah. And do you find that with home inspectors? I think that why some home inspectors, you know, the... the um, oops, sorry about that. Um, the Why home inspectors sometimes get... I don't even want to say that bad rap, but it's when you're pointing out things, you're not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but you're also telling them how to improve on those things, correct? Correct. So why don't you take us uh, through the process when you first get to the house and you're meeting that? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you what I think is the most surprising thing for me with first-time homebuyers um, is that they bring their whole family. And there's so many, like, different, like, memes and things out there about, like, the dads. Like, yep. And I had a situation one time last year, and it was a young girl was purchasing one of my listings. Her boyfriend, who had nothing to do with the sale, was there with his dad. 
his dad, I just happen to, like, I pop in. I let the buyer be, like, I'll go in, I'll introduce myself as the listing agent and just say, you know, if any questions come up, I'm going to be close by. If anything major comes up, please call me. Um, just because I feel like that's the buyer's time to really learn about the house. They're paying for the home inspection. They should have that quality time with their inspector and they don't need the noise of me as a listing agent sort of hovering around them. And I just happened to go there. I sat, you know, I introduced myself and I was like, anything comes up, just let me know. I went into the driveway and I was like, oh, good opportunity for me to check my emails and my voicemails and stuff like that because I had been on the road all morning. And lo and behold, I see the boyfriend's father go to his car, no lie, with a ladder. He took a ladder out of the back of his truck, brought it over to the chimney, and proceeded to try to climb the ladder. And I called the buyer's agent, and I was like, you need to get your outside right now because the boyfriend's dad went rogue. (laughs) And it was like, and he's like, well, I want to check. And you can't. Like you're not licensed and you're not insured. So let's let's back up a little bit and talk about that. What are what are the like what are the qualifications that make you a professional expert home inspector in the state of Massachusetts? It's quite a lengthy process. Uh, you have to go through the home inspection course. It's not too bad. It's an eighty hour course, but then you need twenty five inspections to get your associate license under direct supervision, mm-hmm. and then you need an additional hundred inspections. Uh, indirectly supervised where they approve your inspections and then one full year under somebody else before you can go off on your own. Wow. It's like an apprenticeship like any other like a plumbing electrician. Uh They want you to make sure you know your stuff before you're out there in the world talking to people. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. I mean you certainly would want that don't you think? Absolutely. Um, And I think that that's one of the things too is in the state of Massachusetts we are required to um, report anything you know, we have to disclose anything that an expert discloses to us. And in the state of Massachusetts, since you go through that whole process and you are licensed through the state, you are considered an expert. Um, that's why I'm really bummed. I'm really trying to get um, in touch with the um, my other guest because one of the things that she always suggests to her clients is that they do a pre-home inspection. And, um, that, you know, I have pros and cons about that. So, and that's a, that's a really good sort of uh, leeway question to our listeners this morning. Uh, what are your thoughts on a pre-home inspection before you put your house on the market? Because if you're thinking about putting your house on the market, remember spring market starts that Monday after Super Bowl Sunday, which is the first weekend of February. Uh, 781-837-4900. We would love to hear from you um, if you want to give us what your input is on that. Um, so back to what we were discussing too about um, the process. Take me slowly, step by step, when you get to the house and what, what, how do you start and what do you do? And do you do any research prior to getting to the house? Yes, so we use a, a inspection software that has every component house it could possibly have on it. Uh-huh. And if I don't narrow it down, it becomes this giant, ridiculous report. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I pull up the uh, listing generally and find the components that are part of this inspection and remove the ones that aren't. So it's uh-huh. a more clean, concise report. Okay. Uh, when I get on site, I start with the exterior, mm-hmm. starting with the grading in the turf, watching for drainage. Drainage is one of the most important parts of a home inspection. Water penetration is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of water up here. Yes. Humidity, rain, snow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the roof, the gutter systems, the siding, <clears throat> visible foundation, walkways, doorways, windows, mm-hmm. the chimney, anything from flashing to caulking. What are you looking for, like, when you when you say you're looking at windows and you're looking at the roof and you're looking at the chimney? What are the specifics that you're looking at right. and for? So on the foundation, we're looking for any kind of uh, structural cracking where it looks like the post could be moving, mm-hmm. as well as things like termite mud tubes or any kind of structural problems. Mm-hmm. With siding, we're looking for anything from bird damage to even the lawnmower throwing rocks at the vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. Um, chimneys, we're looking for the proper conditions. We want the mortar to be in good shape. We don't want any spots where you can see through the chimney. Mm-hmm. Missing bricks, damaged crown. Uh, we want to see that chimney cap so they can come down into the chimney. Okay. And we yep. want the roof. We want to know how old it is, roughly. We don't want a super old roof on a house. We want to make sure that it looks, you know, flat and level. It doesn't have, you know, dipping or warping on there or mm-hmm. lifting shingles. Yep. So, <clears throat> with the... Um 
the the chimney. I got to tell you, Mary Baker, who is my team member, uh, she's actually doing open houses today. <clears throat> excuse me, in West Bridgewater, so she can't be with us either. That's her thing. It's like she's, I could see that the chimney was pulling away from the house. <laughs> so that's one thing that you're looking for. What are the like? What are the detriments of that happening? Uh, both well, water penetration and also safety. Mm-hmm. If the chimney's pulling from the house, it could at some point potentially become detached from the house. Yep. But a lot of it is water penetration. Mm-hmm. You don't want any water between any components of the house. Okay. That corrodes the wood and rots the wood, and then you have major structural concerns. Okay, perfect. Um, sorry, I am literally just trying to still get in touch with our other guest. Um, so I'm all done doing that. Um, so now that you've done the exterior of the house, um, some of the things, let's talk about each thing individually. So if you're a homeowner, this is one of the things that I always try to discuss with people as a homeowner is the maintenance aspect of owning a home is so important, you know, um, because when the time does come for you to sell your home and generally speaking, everybody eventually does sell it other than me and Mark. I mean, we've been in the same house now for (laughs) 30 years, um, but for the most part, a lot of people do sell their house. What are some of the maintenance um, items that you suggest. So when you're walking around with that home buyer that's excited about buying the house, and that's the other thing too, is like, how do you like calm the excitement down? You're pretty level-headed too. I got to tell you, there are a few people in my life that I, I use this this phrase about. Um, one of them is to uh, my attorney, um, Emmanuel Ebot from Styles. Um, I love working with him because he's one pulse short of being flatlined, <laughs> which is good because you have a very calm demeanor with something that could be so you know if for them the excitement is up and you could be telling them some really bad news you know so it's nice that you're sort of level-headed um what are some of the maintenance items that you say to people so you show up to the house and you're like all right i know punchy window sills and stuff like that you know yep um well we're gonna keep the air on the foundation clear of debris mm-hmm. keep the, move the leaves away i recommend not putting uh wood chips near foundation you're inviting pests in. Uh, keeping the trees trimmed back so they don't scrape the roof line, the siding, or give anything a pathway into the house. Mm-hmm. As far as in the house goes, uh, boiler maintenance, furnace maintenance, very important. Yeah. Um, for an oil burner, uh, once a year, uh, natural gas, every two years is pretty safe. Once a year is still a good number. Mm-hmm. Get it clean, serviced, make sure it's in good operating condition. Mm-hmm. Um Mostly keeping things clean, really. (laughs) I know. It really does come down to something simple. I mean, one of the suggestions that we always give to clients, too, is, you know, a couple times a year, and it's easy to do because if you do it at the same time where, you know, daylight savings is, just take a walk around your house and just take a notebook with you and write down every little thing, you know, make yourself a punch list, you know. Um, I know I have told this story before, and I don't think that you heard it, but... At my own home, um, the way my house sits on the lot, the left side, we never go over there. There's no need to. So I'm never over on that left side of the house. You know, my driveway is on the right. My garage is on the right. To get into the backyard is on the right. I'm never on the left side of my house, ever. And uh, we were getting the house painted, and the painter was there, and I just wanted to say something to him, by the way. It's Kevin Senna from Senna Painting. He is wonderful. Again, everybody knows I like to keep it hyper-local, so I do. Um, He was on the left side of the house, and I went over to talk to him, and I was like, oh, my God. And I was looking at my chimney, and there was like this massive crack right down my chimney. I mean, we and we light fires like all all winter long. That's like our thing to do on weekends, and you know, have a nice fire, watch the game, have a glass of wine, or whatever. I was shocked that me, who teaches this to people all the time, never did it, and I would have never seen it if I didn't go over there. So. Out of that, I uh, changed my mindset and said, well, let's do, like, this is what we should do is at least a couple times a year, walk around the house and take full inventory of what is going on. So uh, that ended up being a repair, again, with somebody very local, hyper-local. So Steve Springetti, uh, he was our mason and he did our chimney repair. I could just sit here all day and just talk about the people I refer. So, um, all right. So when you now you've done the exterior of the home, let me talk about a couple other things. If you have a detached garage, do mm-hmm. you inspect that? Yes. Okay. That's part of the inspection. That's There's no additional fees for that. 
Okay. Um, and we're doing the same structural inspection as we do in the basement of the house. We're looking at the sills. We're looking at the any visible framework. Uh, if there's an attic area or a roof area, we can see the sheathing, the framing, things of that nature. Looking for any kind of pests, moisture intrusion, mm-hmm. uh, rotted wood, damage if, if it has finished um, walls and ceilings. Mm-hmm. We're looking for water staining or any kind of cracking, damaging, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah, you had just said something too, and it made me think of something else, and then it just went right out my right out of my head. That's why I always have pen in front of me, by the way. So, um, yeah, when it came to the garage, I did have a question about that. But oh, so like if you have a pull down attic, will you go up into the attic Absolutely. and things like that of the yep. whole garage? Um, and then what about the electrical? Because I know we have like a separate electrical panel, I think, to our garage. Yeah, we'll open any panel that we find, whether it's a sub panel, a main panel, things of that nature. We want to make sure that it's wired properly that the right size wire on the right size breaker. We don't want overheating in there. Maybe a fire hazard. Oh, yeah. Recently, I actually saw evidence of mice in a electrical panel because mm. they didn't have all the punch-outs filled. It was mm-hmm. important to have those punch-outs filled, have um, <clears throat> all breakers not in use being off and not in the on position. Just small maintenance things. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, like I know sometimes there's been situations where after a home inspection as a listing agent, one time I remember clearly that the inspector went in and he was like flipping everything all over the place. Um, you make sure that you put everything back, obviously. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, the goal is to not touch any breakers that we don't have to. Yeah. And if we have to turn something on, we try to get the realtor to do it just so it's... Um, not you. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> we try not to... We try to leave the house a little bit better than we found it. Like mm-hmm. If I find a door that kind of rubs a little bit, I might tighten the hinge. Oh, okay. And see if that fixes the issue and then not even put it on the report at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's one thing I definitely want to get to um, at our break. We'll take a break at uh, 10.30. Um, I will um, come back and we'll, I want to talk about your report because it's so thorough. And I know there's just the way that Steve was doing it uh, certainly wasn't wrong because I've been using Steve for 20 years of my career. Um, but you do it differently. And, um, you know, we've gotten a lot of compliments on the way that you're doing your report. So we'll definitely highlight that and talk about that more. So another thing with um, outside and exterior um exterior fixtures or whatever what about like a pool house like my house i have a cabana um we can do it Mm -hmm. Uh, we charge an additional usually it's a 100 bucks for an outbuilding okay if it's like a pool house where it's actually bathroom living room kitchen we might do that as an in-law oh okay and do it almost like a multi-family at that point almost okay yep that makes sense yeah because i like in ours we have like just sort of a bar area and a half bath in there so i would consider that you know, we don't have a stove or anything, but who cares? go with outbuilding at that point. Outbuilding? The full, the full um, thing? Yeah. yeah. Not, not the full charge. Well, I'll let you know that if you went there right now, you would find rotted wood on the sill. So that's on our project for 2023. And that's the other thing, too. You know, when you are a homeowner, you know, always expect the unexpected. So have a fund for that, you know. And then one thing, like Mark and I, for 30 years... Well, maybe not the first part of our lifestyle, life together, you know, things were, you know, paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, now it's like one major thing a year that we will take care of. Um, like last year, we had to do um, the driveway over. And not that that, you know, I don't know that I consider that part of the house. Do you, yeah, do you check driveways? Absolutely. Okay. What are um, you looking for? We're looking for settlement, evidence of ponding, which is where water is saturating and sitting on the driveway where it's not. Uh, diffusing like it should, mm-hmm. uh, cracking, looking for like tree roots growing through it. Um, that happened to me with my new driveway. You know, it's so interesting to me. I was, I took a picture, I did a video of it, and I was like, "That's perseverance right there." I mean, this little thing, flower, whatever it was, came right through the asphalt. Life finds a way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that line. I love that. Um, so, and that's the other thing too, when it comes to negotiating and maybe I can, if we have time at the end, we can talk about that, but you know what, maybe I'm going to save that for, um, next week's show. I'm going to ask Anna to come back and, um, we, we can do it right, but we can talk about the negotiating and things like that and the pros and cons of having a pre-home inspection. Um, so let's see. So Tim, we have just about 1030 on our end. How about you? Yep. Just about 1031. All right, perfect. Why don't we take a break and we will be right back. 
Let's face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you ready to pay your own mortgage rather than somebody else's? Are you looking forward to living under your own roof? Do you often dream about buying your first home, but you're not sure where to begin? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. We're back. Sorry about that. Uh, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am Sharon McNamara. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. We are located on the South Shore where um, our office is, uh, main office is right in Pembroke Center, right across the street from Stop and Shop on Mattachusett Street. So if you are in the area, please feel free to come by and say hello to us while we're in studio. Uh, we are... Um, Excited to also share that we have a new agent that um, has joined Boston Connect Real Estate. She was here initially with us when we started uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, her name is Kate Fisher. Uh, originally, she was Caitlin Stalker, and now she's Kate Fisher. And uh, she is joining us from another firm, and um, we're really, really excited to have her back home, is what we were saying. It's like one of my baby cubs came back home. Uh, so she is here with us, and we're excited about that. So Kate Fisher, full-time real estate agent at Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, if you want to get in touch with her, just call us at the office, 781-826-8000, and we will be sure to get you her phone number. So um, so we were talking, again, we are with, Mark, I'm never going to get it right. And you know what? I'm, I, I'm Italian even, and I can't even say it, right? Mark V's okay. Okay, Mark V. Viatello? Vidiello. 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 Okay. And I love saying it, so I don't know why I can't remember it. Uh, so we have Mark Vidiello, and he is uh, the owner, president of Imperial Inspection Services. And uh, we are very, very excited to have him with us today. Uh, everybody knows previously the owner was uh, Stephen Cook, who is still at the firm, yep. right? And is he doing inspections and things like that, or he's just sort of helping? He's taking more of a back seat. Yeah. Um, he's always there for a phone call for help when I need him. Okay. Okay. Um, advice. If it's something weird that I haven't seen before, I'll give Steve a call, send a picture, and go, have you seen this before? We think this is. <laughs> and I'm sure he's seen it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There are times I send him stuff, and I was like, what the heck is this? So, And that is one of the things that I do do when I am you know, doing a CMA, which is a comparative market analysis for people. I go in and I just say, I walk around your home as the eyes of a buyer because buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. And since I've been doing this so long, and I, I always, you know, my my goal was every time I had a home inspection was to learn something new from Steve and um, he did a really good job teaching me as my my mentor I will say uh, but there are times because I have so much experience and Mary like Mary will say oh I can see that the chimney is pulling away from you know the house I have a keen eye of seeing that black-like mold substance, mm-hmm. like, you know, what they would consider to be mold. Um, I have sort of a keen eye for that. And I always tell people, I am not a home inspector. I am not a mold inspector. But my suggestion would be that you have that sort of looked at and verified. So let's get into a little bit more of, uh, so the interior, when you're going through like room by room, so kitchen and baths, what are the main things that you're doing there? Uh, kitchen and bath bowl share plumbing. I'm um, looking for proper drainage, proper um, plumbing. I see the homeowner done P trap, but they've drawn a P with the plumbing, not just the down loop and back. Uh, mm-hmm. So <coughs> you can the, tell when a homeowner does things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Flex piping. Yeah. Flex drains, uh, corrosion on the actual copper that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a kitchen. Uh, so the kitchen doesn't technically have a whole lot to it, but we do offer. The free services of checking your stove and microwave and mm-hmm. uh, dishwasher. Yeah. But not technically part of a home inspection, but you're mm-hmm. not going to a home inspector who doesn't test those components. Mm-hmm. Make sure. So you just like run the, you run the dishwasher, make sure that nothing's leaking and all of that. Yep. And we check all the burners on the stove, check the um, oven section for the, of the stove. 
The microwave as well. I know I've seen Steve with like this little device. Yep. Um, I, that's my, the most of my tools use on the microwave. I have three tools for a microwave. Really? Yeah. Well, I have a couple of water that goes in there. Yeah. And then I have a, it's called the magic lights. Uh-huh. It glows orange and finds hot spots and cold spots in a microwave. Really? Yep. Without the cup of water, that tool will throw sparks. So we always put the cup of water in there. Uh-huh. And then we have a radiation leak detector that we run around the surface to make sure there's no radiation escaping the microwave. Okay. Have you seen it happen? That it is? Yeah, oh, definitely. Really? A lot of older microwaves, they see ones that have the, you grab on the handle and part of the face kind of peels away a little bit. Yeah. Those ones tend to leak. Oh, I'm okay. So you certainly don't want Chernobyl, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) With all that radiation leaking out. Um, But, you know... In all seriousness, I mean, there are a lot of serious health concerns that can come from a home. And I had briefly mentioned mold, and I know that there is, you know, lead paint and radon. Uh, Why don't we talk a little bit about those? Can we talk about mold first? Like, what do you, do you do full service with mold and stuff like that now, too? Full service mold inspection, yes. Remediation, no, you can't legally test and inspect. Okay, well, I did not know that. Yep, same thing with, uh, well, anything with the home inspection, anything that I inspect, I we cannot fix. That's, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, that they makes want sense. Us to, you know, pick apart things that aren't really bad just to, you know, get some services out of somebody. Isn't it sad that people would do that? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, and there's Mark. He's just very casually says, yeah, it stinks, and, but it happens. So we do two things for mold. We have uh, an indoor air quality monitor mm-hmm. where we actually test a few rooms in the house and it pulls everything from, it's a PCM test. So it does parts per million of allergens, potential molds, uh, VOCs, like carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. Okay. And then we have an actual uh, spore trap that we use. Okay. And what that does is that actually, so the first one will tell you mold is present. Yeah. The other test, the spore trap, will tell you what kind of mold it is. Okay. Like if it's going to cause, you know, a bronchitis issue, whether it's a toxic mold mm-hmm. or just the molds that are all around us all the time anyways. Yeah. And it gives you a better breakdown. It gives you a nice uh, report that explains exactly what it is. Uh-huh. That's so interesting, too. So do you find, like, do people do those types of testing even if you don't visually see something that could potentially be mold-like substance? It depends on the person. Uh, okay. Some folks have uh, health concerns, yeah. and they want to make sure that the house is safe for them. Yeah. So they'll order our entire gambit, the water quality, the air quality, mold, lead. We have a big extensive list Yeah. because they just want to make sure the house is as healthy for them as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is interesting because I know that health concerns are, you know, a major thing, and I'm thinking about a couple different houses. I remember during the time when um, there were a lot of foreclosures, and I remember specifically going into this one house. It was down in Plymouth, and I was with my clients, and I opened the door. Behind me was the boyfriend, and he was a very, very large man, and she was a very, very small, petite woman, and she was behind him. And I opened the door, and it was almost like the only thing I can relate it to is like the the things that I think about with um, like a fire, like you don't open a door, like the and it just the like loft. yeah, it literally went and penetrated my nostrils, and I was sick for so long. I got the worst sinus infection, and so did he, but she didn't because she was probably behind him. So like as soon as we opened it, the baffle, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Where are the different places where you see mold? Attics, basements, and then um, bathrooms. And what are you looking for? So with the mold, we're looking for those like little black specklies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the main visual mold. Um, but you can't always see mold. So if there's water penetration behind a wall, you can have mold in the wall cavity that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And that's where my thermal imager comes into play. We brought a new technology. And that can find a water leak that's harder to see because you can see cold spots in areas. You can see mm. gaps in insulation, things of that nature. To get you a better idea. Uh huh. So, what is this? Tell me about this because I haven't seen you use this yet. Thermal imager. Mm-hmm. So it takes a thermal uh, view through the uh, surface of the walls, so you can see gaps in insulation. You can see hot spots, cold spots. Water will always show us. Well, usually, a cold spot. So if there's a you know, bathroom above your head and there's a leak you can in the ceiling you can see that little like crown on there mm-hmm. and it gives you a better <laughs> excuse me that's okay <laughs> it gives that you a better idea on what's happening behind the walls because the one thing home inspectors can't do is see through walls 
You can't. You're not Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Just took a little bit of a break there. Sorry about that silence. Um, so with um, this up in the attic, when you're looking at that and you see the black-like substance up there, what are usually the main reasons that that will happen? Humidity. Mm-hmm. Um, if the attic is not properly ventilated mm-hmm. or, if it's, or if it's insulated improperly, mm-hmm. you can get a buildup of moist air and that will create a mold-like growth on those surfaces. Mm-hmm. It can also cause the roof to not last quite as long as it should. Like when you see those, the sheathing where it warps. Yeah. A lot of that's too much heat in the attic and it starts to warp the sheathing. You know what? Sometimes when I'm driving by houses and I see the roof and it almost has like streaks like on it, like big, you know what I mean? Big long streaks. What like is you that? Can, like you can see the framing on yeah. the inside. That's a moisture issue. That's humidity. So the, the sheathing starting to warp around the framework. Oh, okay. I always wondered about that because I go by a lot of houses and I see that. A lot of times I see growth on there too. And I just wonder why don't you get rid of that? But, you know, (laughs) Um, so back to the mold because I I am very into mold Mm -hmm. for some reason or another. And I don't want people to be worried about the mold. I mean, if you find that you have mold in your house, and again, I always suggest to my clients when I'm doing a CMA, if something comes up and it is mold, then you have it remediated, you know? And it's better to say that you had it and had it remediated, but it's more important to say, I fixed the issue. Right. So, right. So when you're talking about the ventilation issue, what are some of the issues? Like there's no baffles, there's no, what, um, soffits? What happens when someone insulates their home on their own is Mm. they'll go right to the soffits with the insulation Uh and they'll remove the ventilation. Uh Uh-huh. Or I've even seen where gable vents get boarded up. Hmm. And there's no cross breeze anymore, or the sheeting goes right to the ridge, and oh. the ridge vent does nothing anymore. Yeah, well, I've seen there was an issue actually with. Um, I remember this happened at one of my listings long, long time ago. My client actually was an attorney, and. Um, ended up having mold up in the attic. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense to me because we have a newer roof, we have the ridge vent. And from the outside, it looked like it was capped, like it had a ridge vent. But when we went inside, it was never cut. So he really didn't have a ridge vent. So um, is there such thing as too much? Is like, what if you have a ridge, gables, and soffits? No you such thing? You can never have too much ventilation. Okay. Uh, almost every home inspection report will recommend more ventilation. Okay. Ventilation is your friend. All right. The only time you don't want ventilation is in hot roof construction. That's where the actual uh, framework of the attic is insulated. And then the attic is considered a conditioned space. Okay. And there's no need for ventilation anymore because it's built not to have it. Oh, okay. And then the other thing, too, is don't people make the mistake... Now, what you just talked about where people will decide, oh, I'm going to insulate myself, and then they make the mistake of covering up the soffits. I have seen that so many times in my career as well. Um, But I've also seen that people put it upside down. All the time. Yeah. So what is the correct way to do it? Well, they make it pretty easy. They write right on it that (laughs) this side should face the living space. Okay. I see the same thing in crawl spaces where I'll sit upside down and feel like it says right there which way this goes okay but okay so that could be confusing for some people right so if it says this should face the living space Mm -hmm. if it's up in the attic that isn't living space the living space would be below you so that means that you want the paper facing down depends on the paper but usually yes what's that it depends on the paper okay and then if you're in the basement you want the paper up so the paper is usually a vapor barrier yeah so you want the paper to be visible in general okay uh, occasionally, certain brands will have it flip because of the way the condition space is designed. Okay. But for the most part, it's paper towards the non-living space. Towards the non-living space. Now I'm really confused, Mark. I'm sorry. All right. So if I'm up in the attic and it's not a finished attic, the paper, you would see the paper or you would see the fuzzy pink stuff? Fuzzy pink stuff. Okay. In the in the basement, you would see fuzzy pink stuff? In the basement, because you want the basement conditions to stay down there. You want the vapor barrier visible. Okay. You want the paper visible down there. Okay. Yep. So, and that's an unfinished basement. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, I guess just read the directions and you'll be able to see that. So, um, and then what else did I want to talk about? Oh, so one of the other big things that I see is the um, bathroom vent. So why don't you discuss that a little bit? So the bathroom vent is your first line of defense on humidity in the bathroom itself. Mm-hmm. 
um, I see it all the time where there is a bathroom vent and either it goes nowhere or it vents right into the attic, which mm-hmm. then creates humidity problems in the attic. Mm-hmm. But done correctly, it'll move the air from inside the bathroom to the exterior and allow the bathroom to breathe properly and not have any added heat and humidity sitting in that room mm-hmm. just festering. Yeah, that is a big one. That's generally, you know, I went into somebody's house recently. Uh, this was just last year, probably about like six months ago. And there was sort of an in-law section on this house that wasn't being used at the time. And I could see in the bath, I went into the bathroom and on the door, you could see like mold spurs on the top of the door. Well, black speckles. Yes, I could see that. And I just said to the homeowner, I was like, oh, I said, are you having an issue with your... Uh, fan, and he looked at me like I was like a magician. <laughs> like, how would you know that? <laughs> like, you didn't even put up a switch. And he said, "Yeah, actually, it isn't working right now." And I was like, "Well, one of the things that I would be concerned about is mold." I said, "You can see it here." I said, "And if that is invented properly up in your attic space over here, chances are you have it up there as well." And lo and behold, we went up there, and oh, there was a bunch of stuff. And I said, "Hey, again, I use my little spiel. I am not a home inspector. Uh, I am not a mold inspector, but..." you should get one here. (laughs) One of the two should be here to tell you what that is. And ultimately it ended up being mold. And again, back to what my thought was, it shouldn't be scary because mold is pretty easy to remediate other than it being in a wall. Right. Are you seeing that a lot in the wall? Because that sort of makes me nervous actually. So I can't see mold through walls. Yeah, but with your little device thing. Yes, we have seen, uh, usually there's other conditions. When we find that the bath fan is not venting to the exterior, Mm -hmm. we run the um, sport trap. We usually find mold in a bathroom of that nature. Mm -hmm. Ones that are vented properly, it's a lot less common. Okay. Yeah, and it is serious. I mean, if you can't see it behind a wall, then you seriously could have some issues. And can mold, like, what are the the issues that mold causes generally? I don't even know if you know the answer to that. Uh, well, there's different kinds of mold. Mm-hmm. There's the ones that are more of the allergen. Yeah. They kind of make you raspy and wheezy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ones that cause anything from infections, like breathing in your lung infections. Mm-hmm. And then toxic molds that can actually do real damage to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's move on because we have just about 10 minutes left. If you are listening, you're uh, listening to WATD and I am Sharon McNamara and my show here is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Uh, my sidekick, uh, my sidekicks, Mary Baker uh, and Melissa Wallace are not with me today, but um, I have Mark V with me from uh, <laughs> Imperial Inspection Services and uh, we're talking all things home inspections and inspections in general. If you have any questions for Mark or for myself regarding real estate, uh, please give us a call. 781-837-4900. We have Tim in studio uh, in Marshfield, and we are in our home studio here in Pembroke at our office at Boston Connect Real Estate, and uh, we'd love to take your call. Uh, Again, that number is 781-837-4900. So we we finished up with the mold. Let's talk about radon. Sure. Get into it. Tell everybody (laughs) what it is and why we, we don't want it. So it's a radioactive uh, gas that's found in the earth from depleted uranium and radium, mm-hmm. and it comes up through the foundation. Uh, it's the number two leading cause of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So our, the test is very simple. We have a machine that we put in place for 48 hours. It does a constant read and gives you a report. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything below four parts is considered safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything above two and a half, you should think about remediating. What happens is is... In the winter, when we close our houses up, we create mm-hmm. negative pressure and we get, can tend to be higher radon than we do in the summer. The windows are open and the house can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to test. They say every six months is the, is the really? recommended. Yep. Well, that makes sense to me too, though, because I know that there have been times in some of my listings, like if there was just a snowfall and the ground was covered, that it tended to be higher inside mm-hmm. the house. I know everybody, there's this fallacy that it's only near ledge. That's a fallacy. I know right. it is because I've 
I remember one time doing, uh, one of my clients did a radon inspection and I do want to get into the different types of inspections because I think that that's really important for our listeners to know. But this, the I remember the person saying, because it was a new construction even. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, it's important to do an inspection on new construction just because you want to get to learn your home anyways. And they did the radon test. I have two radon stories about uh, new construction. So this one uh, was in Halifax and it was, and I remember the builder saying, this is built on sand. There's no way that the radon's going to be high. What do you think? It was high. And then my second story was um, as radon became sort of the trigger thing, you know, the new thing, um, the developers were starting to, one of the developers I was working with started to do like pre- um, pre-plumbed, I guess would Mm -hmm. be the word, like put the pipe in for the radon mitigation if ever needed. And we did the inspection and it came back super, super, like super, super high. And I went into the house and I was looking and again, with new construction, there's so many moving parts and things are never completed until it's completed. Mm -hmm. And I had recognized it before, but I thought that they would have finished it. They didn't cap it. Okay. So yep. they were literally Just venting it into the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. Here, <laughs> here, radon. Here is your way into the house. And don't you agree that you're probably we're seeing higher rates of radon because the homes are built so tight? Absolutely. New homes are built so tight. There's a negative pressure, so it's like a vacuum, and it draws air straight up, and that draws the radon into the house. Mm-hmm. So, can you discuss? I know you don't do any of the radon mitigation, but can you explain what the process is like when somebody does have that mitigated? Because that's another yeah. one that's quite easy. So we recommend <laughs> Eagle <laughs> Environmental. Sorry. Yeah, that's who I use too. Uh huh. And what they do is they um, put perforated piping underneath the concrete uh-huh. and into a uh, main stack. I was like a secondary PVC chimney mm-hmm. and there's a fan and a little meter on there and the meter reads the the, um, the pressure levels mm-hmm. and blows the radon up and out over the roof line so it gets mm-hmm. it out of your living space. Yes. And Eagle Environmental is the person, that's the company that I always refer as well uh, when somebody has to get a mitigation system put in and they, on their homepage, they have a really good uh, sort of video of how that process works and what it looks like. And it's really important to get it up over the roof line because you don't want it near your windows because you don't want that gas coming back through your windows, right? Um, And radon is quite serious. Again, you said it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. So if you're not a smoker, that's that's number one for you then, (laughs) right? So, um, but radon is also very easy to sort of mitigate I'm never going to say on your own because if you have it in your home, you should certainly have the mitigation system. But um, you can open a window and it sort of goes out the window. Having the basement ventilated, having the basement windows open can help uh, limit the amount of radon in the space. It's not going to totally fix the problem, but Mm -hmm. it can help to mitigate a little bit. Okay. What about like whole house systems? Whole Uh, house fans are the worst. Really? because it creates negative pressure. It draws the air up and in. Ah. So it pulls that in. It also creates a um, humidity problems in the attic space. If really? It's not venting outside. Okay. So a whole house fan or like a like a purifier type thing, or like something that takes the humidity out, a whole house, like a dehumidifier. I wouldn't do anything for radon. Okay. But that could help. A dehumidifier could help with uh, mold issues or moisture issues. Okay. Yeah, because in my own house and in this building, actually, we had um, humidity issues. And I hate the smell. Like, And that, it's literally ever since that day that I was like hit in the face with it. If I, Mary even knows, oops, we're okay, we're okay. I wish we had a mute button. That's what I, I should work on that. Um, one of the things is when, um, I know like we were going through a house one time and I was with Mary and we were showing the house and she's like, Sharon, don't come up here. <laughs> we're going to let him take a little bit of a break and I'm just going to talk him through that. <laughs> um do you, you okay? Yeah, okay. Okay. I breathed in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just going to let you know I spit my wine out on the table last night because I laughed so hard. So um, I'm not even kidding. I, I'll i digress a bit. So I was out with uh, my brother-in-law and um, my husband and I, and we were playing Mexican train and I had a glass of wine. And sometimes funny things will hit my head and then I'm talking myself through it. And I was like, no, don't say that out loud. Like, you know, like no one's going to get how funny that is. But it was so funny to me. 
<laughs> that uh, I literally spit the wine. Tim, are you there? Are you still there? I don't know. He's not there. I was going to tell him because it was with my brother-in-law, Michael, uh, and he was on the show before us, and I spit wine all over Michael's table, and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he goes, what happened? I, in my head, things happen, and I laughed so hard that I couldn't even hold it in. So that's all right. Because it's just water. Um, so with the radon, um, the mitigation process of it, um, oh, the, humi- the humidity, but ever since that situation happened to me, if I go near mold now, my cheek burn immediately so it's like I'm like a walking like a weather stick (laughs) like you know so I know tell people um, I know that they're and we only have about four minutes here so um, why don't you tell people what are the two different types of testing uh, that you can do for radon so we only do one of the two testing Mm -hmm. so there's the 48 hour test yep that gets you the best idea of EPA recommended 48 hour test and that's every hour on the hour it takes a reading and it's a machine that's a machine digital machine Every hour on the hour, <clears throat> our machine tells us if the machine's been moved. So mm-hmm. if someone tries to sneak it outside, we know. That's so important because <laughs> Steve and I have stories. Steve, we went one time, and this was before he had like people picking it. I think what happened was is we had it delivered 48 hours before. So when we did the home inspection, we would see you know the results right then and there. And um, Steve's like, oh, they unplugged it. And I go, how do you know? He goes, because it says it. (laughs) Yeah, so you can't get away with that. And that's, you know, sort of the sad thing to think that a seller would actually do that, right? But this is my point to this, Mark, is that's why I think it's so important to do the electronic because mm-hmm. the, there are the ones with the canisters. Little charcoal cans. Yeah, yeah, and you can get those at Home Depot, Lowe's, or wherever. I don't trust those because a homeowner, you could put a book on top of it and you're going to get a different reading. Put it on the front porch. Yep, <laughs> yeah, and no one's going to really know the difference. So um, so I definitely recommend that you uh, use, you know, well, if you're going to get a radon inspection with Imperial Inspection Services, you certainly will get the best of the best. Last couple minutes that we have here. Anything that you want to bring up that we didn't mention? I know um, we didn't talk about lead paint, but I think that we could do a whole show on that if you would come back. I can do that, yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. So we can do a whole show on lead paint, but you certainly do do the testing for that as well. Yeah, we do lead paint testing and water quality testing, like well water testing. Okay. As well as um, general water quality testing. It tests for anything from heavy metals, um, mm-hmm. toxins in the water. Uh, lead in the water mm-hmm. gives you an idea what your drinking water has so do you do that mostly just for people who have a well or are you doing that for people who are on town waters too it's generally for a well mm-hmm. but if someone has a a again health concerns yeah and they want to know everything yeah i can give them a better idea because some some town waters are not great mm-hmm. if you're in an older town you might have older plumbing yeah like i know where i was in uh Pataget, parts of Pataget still have wood pipes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That is so interesting to me. Because th- you know why it's so interesting? I didn't know there was such a thing as wood pipes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, well, and I know they probably have a problem in the city, right? Because isn't it weird that we're seeing all these, like, water pipes that are just sort of bursting, but those yeah. are super, super old with copper and stuff, right? Lead pipes. Find everyone's home, so now there's more water pressure all the time. That makes perfect sense. All right, well, we have Mark V with us today from Imperial Inspection Services. Mark, that's our cue to get going, but we want to make sure that everybody has your number. So if you want to have a home inspection, if you want to have a pre-home inspection, he is the person that you would want to call. How do they get in touch with you? They go to our website, imperialinspectionservices.com, or give us a call at 1-800-440-1141. Give that number one more time. 1-800-440-1141. Perfect. And to all our WATD listeners and Tim, thank you so much for being with us today. We'll be back on Tuesday with Sam Horton. He is going to talk about investment properties. If you are a rookie at getting that first investment property, you want to listen on Tuesday. We are live 615 to 7. So he's going to let you know how that process works. So he will help you get to that first one, go through the process, analyze, make sure that you're making a good investment. So make sure you join us on Tuesday with Sam Horton, full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And we will see you then. Bye, Tim. W-A-T-T-F-M Marshfield, W-B-M-S Brockton.